it's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. It's the Bob and Zip show, and we start with just <laughs> Bob and Zip because Ed Kelly is off doing voice work uh, on a very important project. It's a massive—I don't think he can say what it is. It's a massively huge video game. So, in other words, he's off doing his day gig in musicians' vernacular. Exactly. Correct? That's it's his right. day gig. This is not his day gig, his real gig. No, right? this is his um, charity gig, actually. <laughs> Hobby. <laughs> Although there's a development on that, which I'll bring up when both of you are here. I already talked to you a little bit about it. Yes, you did. Uh, but, uh, and thanks to our Patreons, uh, because without you, um, well, really, the electricity would be disconnected. No internet, nothing. <laughs> uh, we have special guest Spike O'Neill, who's going to join us in just a few minutes. But he won't be joining us as Spike, if you catch my drift. And then uh, Zip and I were talking uh, off air, if you want to call it that, about mask requirements and some of the uh, some of the difficulties that are arising because we've actually reached a point now, I think, where masks, whether they're required by the government or whether vaccines required by the government, they're going to be required by anybody who wants to stay open and do business, which. Kind of is everybody, right? <laughs> you would think. No masks required to listen to this podcast. That's We're an island of our own uh, here. Yes. In fact, uh, we can't do this podcast with a mask because it would sound like this. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ramping up. The tension is ramping up on many fronts, I must admit. Do you think so? I, uh, from what I'm watching in the daily news reports, yes. It's you watch confu the confusion. News? No, well, confusion <laughs> is reigning, for starters. Uh, well, Kids going back to school. There's a couple of schools that have shut back down. The numbers right. are all over the place. And it's, mayhem has ensued. Yeah. And, and here's, uh, remember, the news media is in the business of drama. So... When you walk around your neighborhood and talk to your friends and people you know, regardless of their political persuasion, to me, they all seem pretty calm. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, yes. They're not the waving part. flags and, you know, they don't have signs in their front. Well, a couple of them have signs in the front yard, but very few. <laughs> but, you know, uh, one thing I think, everybody is, is pretty much walking on eggshells on many fronts these days. Don't you think, you know, political persuasion, your, your own, the politics of the mask and the vaxes. Well, we vac talked about this last week. It's my impression, and this is a theory, just an opinion. It's my impression that the walking on eggshells exists in the media world. In the world of our various echo chambers and you know narratives that we each we have to live in them because fr frankly we only interact with you know a handful of people in real life so whatever else we believe about people is told to us in a narrative by whatever media fields we graze in if you if you follow that hmm. yeah and so well, well, and, and let, let me go to a point with this so for example um, well, that's a bad example. Let me think of a better one. <laughs> well, whatever you're taught to believe by wherever your narrative comes from, it might be partially true, 
But, for example, anti-vaxxers. If you had to pick a political party for the anti-vaxxers, which one would you pick? For the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, which, which party do the anti-vaxxers? Well, I, I would imagine it would lean right, correct? You don't even want to say Republican. Can you not say that? <laughs> I'm just looking at it like a meter. Sure, okay. He's leaning red to the right. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. Every Republican I know is vaccinated. Everyone. I don't, I'm, well, I take that back. I know one anti-vaxxer out of maybe a thousand people that I'm aware of. Okay. So, granted, I don't live in Oklahoma or Florida, but the fact is, you can be Republican and line up to get your shot. You see what I'm saying? Mm, And yet, uh, and this is my definition of bigotry. Whenever you lump a whole bunch of people together and assign something to them, to me, that's bigotry. And it doesn't matter whether it's a political party or a race or even people who live in a certain neighborhood— it's just it's just how we think. We as human beings, we like to categorize things and put them all into easy to digest, you know, f- um, junk food nuggets okay. of news. Now, essentially, you just entrapped me. You lured me into a comment, and you cajoled me to say it. Well, what do you think it would be? Zip. What would it be? Right. Right. Exactly. Right. right red. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> you're a bigot. You're a bigot. <laughs> I didn't say you're a bigot because well, yeah, I'm yeah, a bigot. I, I, and look, we all do this. So, for example, um, if I was one of those anti-vaxxers, I would assume that Zip wants to take away my guns, <laughs> come to my house, and uh, f- tie me down and force me to have a vaccine. Now. Which kind of person would that be? Uh, Anyone you know? Psychotic? I, 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 <laughs> no, no, and, and there words, lies the craziness of it. Right. It's, so the, the extremes that we are bombarded with to lure us into media uh, and, and get us to click are actually really tiny numbers that don't exist. That's what I'm saying. So, for example, uh, this whole thing that happened with Texas and their restrictive abortion law. I listened to a show hosted by a couple of conservatives and a couple of uh, progressives uh, having a very uh, sensible discussion about it, and they all think it's a terrible law. In fact, they expect it to be overturned. They think it'll backfire because the law is actually based on private citizens being able to sue, and in terms of the law— they don't have standing to sue. So on a very, uh, and by the way, the Texas courts may fall in line, but eventually they think it, and the Supreme Court didn't reject the idea, by the way. They just refused to hear it at this time uh, because the Supreme Court usually hears stuff after there's been damage and someone claims damage and it's challenged. So there's a thing, for example, that would have you believe, and by the way, I enjoyed the memes as much as you did. <laughs> 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 but it would have you believe that Roe v. Wade was just overturned and, you know, a, a, a very difficult compromise in our society is going to fall and uh, the people who want all the women to be Stepford wives, which, again, is another uh, easy bite-sized chunk of junk food news, uh, but that they're going to win. In reality, if you poll people, as to how they feel about, um, you know, pro-choice or pro-life. The majority of people are pro-choice. So pro-life, while I can totally understand 
and respect that that's someone's opinion, it's not a majority opinion, and it's not law. And so can the minority take over and create law? Sure, I guess they can. But will that stand and will it happen? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm less freaked out than people who click on their mouse all day getting agitated by the media. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, one thing, and it has a lot to do even even with uh, the 9-11 anniversary coming up and, and looking back. Just what the way is media, that, by the way? I want to put it on my calendar. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> Sorry. <Jesus. laughs> I have heard millions of stories about how young people who have grown up post-9-11 don't really have any concept of, of what it did to us oh, on many levels. That's right. Um, but, but anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, with social media and the amount of content that needs to be created to have enough ears and eyeballs for somebody to make money, I think it's poisoned the factual waters beyond repair. I'm, I, and again, we've had, I think back in podcast number 26, we talked about where is fact, how yes, do you find yes. it, and how, you know, basically, <clears throat> how do you get it? That's a great topic. And um, hang on, there was a meme of the week that I uh, cut out today. That addressed with that. By the way, I, I'm, I'm coming around on memes. Again, I think they're very much like cheese doodles and milk duds. They're not nutritional. Well, they're political cartoons. They're, they're political animated. cartoons. Yes. Exactly. So here's what the meme uh, of the week is that dealt with that. The world, and this speaks to what I started with at the beginning too, the world isn't getting dumber. It's just gotten easier for dumb people to voice their opinions. Would you agree with that? It's not a trick question. Uh, I would have a tendency to agree. Yes, I would. <laughs> a tendency to agree. No, uh, no. Do you I'm not getting worried again. I have a tendency to maybe say yes. <laughs> to have it hold keep, forever? Well, for a while anyway. You keep casting in sickness that Sickness and in health as long as she's not too sick. <laughs> till death to us part? Ah, till she gets really difficult to look at. How's that? We could compromise. <laughs> I was just avoiding your entrapment. I, you, <laughs> I sand, you. you sandbag me every podcast well, one way or another. Again, I, I'm faced with the same constraints all media is faced with. There has to be some drama. And there has <laughs> to be some sense of danger or it'll be boring, right? But you're like one of those kids. You light a cherry bomb and throw it over the fence and see what happens. <laughs> oh, well, we got him going now. Look, he's... he's yeah, he, ready, uh, fire, obscenities. aim. Yes, right. I confess, I'm all of those things. I have my own bigotry. I have my own need to stir the pot. But hopefully, when you look at the big picture, it's to open your mind to something a little more open-minded than what's out there. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> But I even see it in your Facebook posts. It's like light fuse and run. Okay, throw this out there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it went. They took it. They yes, took it. Yes, but I don't take a, a political hardball line. In fact, I just ask these people, uh, here's a noose. Where would you put this on your neck? It's like a commentary lobster trap. Once they go in, they can't get out. It's a lobster That's trap. Problem. That's a good one. I like that. So anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so there. what's a fact? The truth is, for all of us, sitting in a room, we're basically alone. My uh, sponsor in my 12-step group once told me, he said, I'll be your sponsor if you understand something. I'm human, so one day I will let you down. And I went, wow, that's heavy. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then he also said, I'll also let you know that the truth is 
you're sponsoring me because by me trying to work with you, I'm actually doing something good for myself. And I went, wow, that's awesome. Which is part of the program. Yeah. Giving back, yes. What he didn't say is, you know, we're all a little bit nutcases. It's just so easier for us to see what's nutty about the other person than ourselves. Uh, here's a, another meme of the week. Um, it's a slogan. It says, hate liberals all week, then worship one on Sunday. And it has a picture <laughs> of Jesus Christ with the crown of thorns. Oh, man. Whew. Okay. <laughs> it's gentle, isn't it? But here's the point. Like, Jesus, could you picture Jesus uh, as Ted Cruz's running mate? <laughs> I just, oh. I can't. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, this is really true, and you didn't know. I haven't told you this. I um, spent a couple hours with the pastor of uh, my significant other's church sure. this past week. And it had been a long time because, I honestly, I was kind of questioning my own faith and, and my own concepts. And, and one of the things I asked him, and he's a great guy. He, he's uh, in the National Guard and stuff. He's as a chaplain. He's, he, mm -hmm. you know, he's a great, really terrific guy, very sharp. Uh, you just got a kid, and he's 40-ish. Anyway, uh, long story short, I, I basically said to him, I said, well, you know, I have an issue with the Bible. I mean, how, how do I track back and see if this stuff was factual? Was it just kind of some charismatic nut job with long hair wandering around? That's an um, interesting and, Jesus question. I like that. What, no, it, is that wrong to, to conceptualize so that when that I way? went to Catholic school, by the way, and believe it or not, even when I was like— 10, 11 years old, all these questions were allowed to be asked in parochial school. And what they told me is human beings do get lots of stuff wrong uh, and that, you know, we take stuff on faith, uh, but the Bible isn't meant to be interpreted literally. Right, right. And that was his answer to that. Oh, exactly. well, see, I yes. could have told you yeah. that from Catholic. Why don't you call me with your... Uh... You got to put a collar on. <laughs> oh, what are you waiting for? And so as a result of that, again, the Bible is just like a Facebook post in a sense. Uh, but what you look for is the deeper meaning of kindness and values that are inside. I think that's super right, important. Right, right. And it relates back to, you know, you as an individual doing the next right thing right, right. To, to, to make your life more fulfilling. So right. on the subject of religion, by the way, um, there's a bishop in the news, and I believe he's going to join us in a minute. And <laughs> did, you, did you read the story already? I did send it to you. No, no, it's just an obvious setup. Okay. That's all. That's what I was trucking. <laughs> It's an old-fashioned radio setup. So oh, there's man. a bishop in the news, and um, he's out of Springfield, Massachusetts. And I subscribed to this thing called Mass Live, so this headline came over on my phone a little bit earlier. And I was, um, uh, uh, I, when I saw the headline, I, I thought, oh, this is cool. Because as a, you know, as a lapsed Catholic, I guess you could say, I've always felt that the Catholic Church really uh, swept the whole... Um, pedophilia thing on under see it's hard for me to even say um sister can i talk about pedophilia no <laughs> um anyway so here's this headline today springfield bishop hails report as blueprint for real change in better handling of sexual abuse claims and i went wow the bishop is acknowledging this and they are going to do something about it so i uh opened the article 
You have to subscribe, by the way. Any interesting news that's going to get in depth and have reporters, if you don't have a subscription, it's almost like the webpage opens and says, go back to your memes, Dumbo. Unless you're going to subscribe, you can't, you can't read this. You know what I mean? You have to spend money. Yep. Yep. What do we call that, chum? What was it? Uh, um, oh. Uh, what did we call it? We called it. Uh, we called clickbait. it. Click. We called I it chum remember. something. Chum buckets. Chum buckets. Those are chum buckets. Ed will remind us when he comes back on. Anyway, so uh, I read into the article, a task force appointed more than a year ago by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield, which would literally be, by the way, shouldn't Rome be doing this? This is literally like as if a condo board (laughs) somewhere of some apartment building was handling this big case. So the, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield issued its report Wednesday on how the diocese could better respond to allegations of sexual abuse by clergy and church, church workers. In other words, uh, we better create a task force. How do we respond to sexual abuse? Give me a year to think about it. Okay. Um, uh, the Reverend, by the way, is the Reverend William D. Byrne, and he is on the phone with us to explain, first off, why it took a whole year and what they're doing to, um, to end uh, this sort of abuse. Uh, Reverend Byrne, are you with us? Oh, Jesus. Now, hold on, i got to turn you up a little bit. Jesus, Mary. Oh, Reverend Byrne? Uh, hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend. Hold on, just, hold on, just finishing something up here. Oh, Jesus, Joseph Mary. Good morning. Good morning Re- to Reverend you. Reverend Byrne, I hate to ask, what, yes. were you, what were you finishing up there? Oh, just casting out a few demons, if you know what I'm saying there. Casting off you the know. demons. Oh, okay. Just, uh, Hopefully by the, yourself. Roughing right? up the bishop, as we say. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. Got it. Uh, so uh, if I got Ooh, you correctly, you, you're the yes, guy sir. who uh, led this task force, the Reverend William D. Byrne. Well, uh, actually, it's a misprint in the, in, the, in the paper there, Bob. It's Willis Byrne. Willis Byrne. Uh, yeah, Pastor Willis Byrne. Willis Dick Byrne. <laughs> That's my name. Um, Pastor Dick is uh, what Pastor we like Dick, to be known yeah. here. Yeah. So, uh, so I appreciate you giving us the time of day here to talk about the findings we've had and the, the real revelations we've had here in the Catholic sure. Church about how we deal with the, uh, the victims of uh, sexual abuse. Okay. So uh, I'm glad to hear you're even uh, dealing with it. But, uh, it did take a year for you to come up with your recommendations. What, what are your recommendations, may I ask? Well, you know, first off, the thing you want to realize, Bob, is that this has been a problem for the Catholic Church, and we're going to do, we're going to do what, what we can to address the way that the victims have been treated. Okay. The victims have in the past been treated with ridicule and, and, and sperm, Oh, excuse me, spurned, spurned, spurned. Pardon me. Uh, uh, and it's just you know we want I'm to make sure. I'm already uncomfortable. As it, as I want to make sure. I, I apologize. I've left the building, frankly. <laughs> Sorry, oh, you don't want to be. You don't want to be there when the lightning strike hits, do you, son? No, you don't. That's a smart boy. Okay, That's a smart boy. You got there, Bob. Sure. Now you want to make sure that you respect the victims and that you realize that they, they, they've been through a, a, a trauma. Sure. You know, and, uh, and acknowledge that and uh-huh. deal with the, the, the aftermath of the trauma. Sure. Um. Can I ask why none of this actually talks about preventing it from ever happening in the first place? Well, Bob, yeah, it's not hope for miracles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, what, you, what you want to do is make sure that every time it happens, be, be good to the victims. Oh. That's the thing. Because, you know, it, 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 it may happen again. It, got, let's, let's be paid face as, as fair there. Hmm. It's going to happen again. And you want to make sure that the victims are respected and that you're, you recognize the trauma that they've been through. How many people and on that, your task force? Oh, 12. 
Oh, well, Daniel, Daniel Julius got the he quit, so we got eleven now. So no. <laughs> I mean, we like to keep we like to work with the number twelve whenever we can, you know. Why is that? Oh, like apostles. We got, we got, yeah. got a big table. You know, it looks bad when there's empty seats, so you can fill them up. Got it. And uh, I think this not was a bad idea. Was. By the way, yeah, Spike, I think this was a bad was. idea. Let's just. I, I know it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that from here. a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible uh, idea. Let's pretend it never happened. But here's the thing, and see if we could all agree. Oh, there's a thing now. Okay, this, this independent task force was bullshit. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't have to continue not, to be the problem. Not, let's not solve. It the has the smell of bullshit. I mean, better uh, ways to clean up the mess. In a year, not, right. they said we'll acknowledge the trauma and members of our community will respond to all allegations in a timely, compassionate, and fair way. Well, it took you a year to write that sentence. There's a lot of debate on how to word that, there, Bob. You know. Oh, man. The diocese will <laughs> ensure a transparent system of protocols and procedures. The whole idea of the word protocol and procedure is to confuse you, right? You don't have to it's, be the father. You uh, can be, uh, be Spike. <laughs> it's, a, it's a PR on, boys. firm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is. It's this was written a, by a PR firm. Good point. Yes, it was. Obviously. We will a PR firm of Dewey, yeah. Gropem, and Howe. Yeah. <laughs> Will ensure that the local church leadership is held responsible and accountable for failing to protect children and other men. This again, this is the world we live in, where afraid and Zip, you brought this up earlier, because we don't know what facts are anymore. Uh, the evil doers, and and by the way, I love what the church teaches about the golden rule, loving each other, and kindness and charity, and all of that. But the evildoers just hide under, you know, whatever umbrella they need. And, and they know that no one's going to read this because that Jesus meme was more fun. <laughs> so, all right, heavy topic. It is. I can see. <laughs> it's, it's not lighthearted, I'll say that. Well, good God. What is lighthearted these days, though? Not much. Let's I'm switch not. to abortion. Yeah. I'm just going to say, did you did you see, um, you know what kills me? Did you see that story abortion. about the the girl that got killed in the amusement ride in Colorado? Did you see that story? No. Uh, no, it's uh, just, you know, it's another accident, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah small right. kid like falls from, off from, the. From a, yeah. What was she doing? Hand, right. She was just innocently riding the ride. Yeah, did she not you know, bring the bar down? Did she not fasten the safety well, belt? Well, they had to sign this thing. You know, you, you have to literally sign a waiver before you go on it, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the the comment from the park was like, our, you know, our patrons' safety is of utmost. It's just such bullshit. It's yeah, of like, course. From here on out, something we're going to sure <laughs> We're going to have exactly. a commission to study from how this, to prevent From this, this point forward, yeah. and a year from now, we'll have a statement about Accountability. You know, Jesus, like, we're looking, you know, we're sorry this ever happened. Jesus, God. Um, just... Okay, let's move on to a few other yes. things that are going on today. <laughs> I don't care. I like to try stuff even if it doesn't work. Um, Lucky for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, as Zip said. Uh, light cherry bomb, leave room. Okay. <laughs> so, light fuse and run. This so, is not a toy. This is going to sound like I want to mock right-wing talk show hosts. I don't actually want to do that, but it is going to sound like that. The story today in an inside radio publication 
is that uh, owners of radio groups are rethinking the viability of conservative talk. Wow. And if you have AM radio stations, that's what goes on it because it's the only thing that will make uh, make money on an AM radio. So you're not going to put music on there, right? Mm. And there is no good, there really isn't any liberal talk. I wonder why that is. I can tell you why. Why? Because it's easier to piss people off than to educate them. Yeah. Oh. You know, and I'm serious. I mean, you could, you, it's easier to form a mob than a university. It's interesting. You know, I mean, people, people get emotional. They react. You play on their emotions when you're trying. And, I, and I'm, you know, that's a, that's a very holier than thou point of view because I tend to think that liberal radio is an informative medium, whereas conservative radio seems to be a more yeah. insightful medium. I like your premise, uh, but in practice, I'm pretty much critical of liberals as well for their uh, poor attempts at educating. In fact, I, I have a new uh, I have a new condition called electile dysfunction. Have you heard of that? <laughs> the inability yeah, to be if, aroused if you're, by if you're any if you're, of the if parties standing for anything. <laughs> and if the election lasts for more than four years, as we're currently in that cycle, call your uh, doctor. Yes, that kind of thing. Jesus, in other yeah. words, um, look. Uh, let's go there uh, because it's easy to. By, by the way, here's the other thing. Just as you said, it's easier to rile people up than it is to educate them. It's easier to beat up on conservatives than hold liberals accountable for their poor messaging. Yeah, I've said before that the defund the police may have been the stupidest, stupidest thing campaign. But, but ever. let's go. Let's go right to President Biden right now, who I think is a one-term president, no matter what happens. Uh, and boy, I wish, I wish he could make it a whole term. That'd be. <laughs> Four, three and a half more years of this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's my, so here you go. Like a little girl load. too small for the roller coaster ride now, man. Just the, the, clear. the best thing about Biden is that um, he's a four-letter word that's not T R U M. P is a five-letter word, but you know what I mean. That's the only good <sighs> I, thing about him is that he stopped, sort of. What the, the you know what would have been a nightmare for. The chaos. Oh, the uh, the authoritarian bent of the last guy. Yeah, authoritarian. I, I mean, yeah. And by the way, I vote Republican from time to time, as you recall. I know. And he's just not a guy I would have voted for. Uh, Trump and Biden's not a guy I would have voted for. The only way I would have voted for Biden is if Trump was his opponent. And um, and now that he's in there, like I keep going, Biden, like. Why don't you get on the TV and have someone write you a nice, you know, fireside chat speech about how we all have to pull together and, uh, you know, and how we're, we should be. In, and none of that has. It's like it's literally as if they're writing a script for the other side on how we could look like all we want to do is spend money and how we could botch foreign policy things that were Republican ideas. It's terrible. Anybody disagree? Zip, you watch a lot of Rachel Maddow. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, I don't anymore. Actually, I've, I have really do not watch MSNBC. Once Trump was defeated, I was out uh, after six. It was like on Lost. <laughs> Once you realized it was, they were on the plane the whole time. You know, it's, yeah. You do know uh, that makes them wish for Trump the way the Weather Channel wants a serious <laughs> Category 5 hurricane, right? But I, I got to admit, and I was completely exhausted. 
I'm, you know, just like you said, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the electile dysfunction. Right. I'm tired of it. I am. I've just, I'm burnt yeah. out. And they count on that, just like that uh, Father uh, Willis Dick Byrne counts on you not reading that whole report. <laughs> so here's what's going on. So, so far, there are four dead anti-vax right-wing talk show hosts. Four dead ones. Who had million? And did you count? Did you know there were four? Yeah, I did actually. I watched it on Rachel Maddow. She <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> yeah, they have. Okay, I haven't watched it in a long time. It says, uh, "I want to be surprised when I watch someone." Not here's how I am. T- you know, you know what I mean. Here's how the other side is always bad. But it is up to four dead right wing talkers, and uh, they all got sick. And some of them, even after they got sick spoke with bluster about how the haters were going to be disappointed that they will survive. And they all have this in common. They did not. Uh, It's not my intent to make fun of them uh, because it's sad when anybody dies. And I've been stupid about a bunch of stuff. I don't want anybody to bring it up. When I die, be nice to me. Well, Spike. I, I don't, I don't, I don't ever, I, I don't uh, ever remember. Zip, will uh, you speak and say a few nice things? Leave the whole cherry bomb <laughs> yes, thing I out will. of it? I will. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So these, I, I, these guys basically were taking the anti-vax stand because it was a way for them to have an audience and make money because to Spike's well, it, point. It, isn't that exploiting their audience at that point? You're supposed to exploit at, your audience. At, at the sake of your audience's well-being? That's the part, that's the part that's a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, just a, just a tad. But again, like the X-ray of their lungs after they caught severe COVID. Yeah, gray. But here's the thing with COVID, and it's it's our population. There's always going to be like in order to have a huge radio audience. Do you know what you need to have in terms of percentage of the available audience? Some of you guys know this. Like ten. A 10 share is huge. Almost nobody has a 10 share. It would be 10%. Um, Most number one radio shows in decent sized markets will have a five or six share. And if you're in a a medium or smaller size city like Worcester, you know, you might need a 10 share to be number one. I think the station that Zip and I are on, uh, the Pike, is number one now with adults 2554, right, Zip? It was in high high single numbers, yeah. It yeah. was. Yep. And it was close to a tenure. So but here's the thing. That means you can be ninety percent wrong and still be an all star. And the conflict of interest to try and make a living I mean we do this is America. We do believe in making a living, right? Well, yes. you, well, yeah, that's that's. You're still a spokesman for natural gas, are you not? Spike? I am, Bob. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because I like people of color. That's why. Ah, okay. And they're the ones getting hurt by this. They're the ones that are get economically crushed by this. Yes. Absolutely. They'll Absolutely. they'll they'll again bear a disproportionate burden. Zip, do you see how rationalization works? I do. I do. I just yeah. realized <laughs> I had had an in, inadvertent mea culpa. I just realized after I said that about not watching MSNBC anymore, it's because there wasn't enough drama, Trump drama, to right. draw me in. Okay. I may a culpa. I just realized that. That's cool and um, super honest of you. It does not help their investors any to hear you say that. So what should they do to get you back? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. And it was also COVID too. COVID played a part in it. I think I it was too much COVID. totally in that. Yeah. You know. right. I don't know. But well, I a, just It is a policy of this show to do everything that drives people away. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to COVID. <laughs> and we're actually in it now. But you're right. And, and, and let me say this, though. I think what drives you away is the predictability of what you're going to hear. With Trump, and Spike, it's got to go for you, too. You never knew what shit was going to come out of his mouth. Exactly. Rubbernecking at an accident. Yeah. yeah. Let's, buy, let's buy Greenland. Sure. <laughs> Let, let's let's shove a light bulb up our ass. Outstanding. Yes. Sure. Drink. Let's get gas Drink. some people so we can have a photo op with a Bible I hold upside down. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> What's next? I mean, I know, right? Media is reality television. It is not news, and he was fascinating. No matter how much it freaked you out. He was like Tony Soprano in a way. Really? Ah, oh, I, I wish I'd vote. I'd vote Soprano big pussy ticket all wow. day long. I really would. The list of people we'd vote in over Trump <laughs> is huge. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're uh, if you've spent all your time uh, again, there are conservative values, by the way. We don't hear much about them anymore, but there are conservative values, which I believe in. Uh, yeah, I believe I in too. a smaller government. I believe in a more balanced budget. You notice I said more balanced, not a totally balanced budget. Um, I, I also believe in family values. That was when I was a kid. That was what my grandfather, who worked with Dwight Eisenhower and ran as a Republican for a city sheriff, he lost. Uh, yeah. But that's what he told me the Republican Party was all about. Family values. Yeah, you bet. And core family. And so it looks way, like the guy who had five kids with three women yeah. cheated on the first wife with the second mistress, cheated on the second wife with the porn star. Nice. The third wife was when he raw dogged sure. porn star. Uh, let's, give Spike, uh, let's give Spike extra credit in meme school because he memorized one of the most popular <laughs> memes on the internet. Um, I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking fact, not meme. It's okay? fact, but it's a meme. It's, it's a meme. I don't speak in meme. I, that's my number one comeback on um, on on social media too. By the way, right, okay. You know, memes are for people who can't debate fact. I love memes. We were talking about that before I came on. I'm starting to, I hated them. Who has you, time to read? Exactly. Memes are the TV dinner of information. They're the Swanson hungry man of information. They are. Yeah. Very well. Here's a good meme. <laughs> if seatbelt laws were introduced in 2021, they would have been. We'd all, we'd all know what windshields taste like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Here's some of the, here's some of the anti-seatbelt uh, propaganda. Car companies can't make me wear a seatbelt. It's unconstitutional. If God wanted us to wear seatbelts, he would have made us with straps. We'd have, we'd have been born with straps. That's yeah. right. Yes. Uh, you do know that the National <laughs> Highway Safety Administration has not fully proved that they work, right? There's a 70% survival rate. I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> yeah, oh <God. laughs> okay, back to the um, right-wing talk show hosts. <sighs> Turns out there's four of them. Uh, Mark Bernier who was known as Mr. Anti-Vax, passed away. Phil Valentine, the cumulus uh, Tennessee talker who, if he had lived, would have had to take the vaccine under the orders of his boss, and our boss too, because cumulus requires yeah. all of its employees to be vaccinated. I had to upload my vaccination card or face mm -hmm. termination. Mm -hmm. However, doesn't doesn't matter he was anti-vax and he did a big song parody called vax man and he and he 
croaked. Jimmy DeYoung, a nationally syndicated preacher on the radio, also passed away. And uh, I guess most recently, Dick Farrell, who worked out of Florida in radio and subbed for right-wing TV cable outlet Newsmax. Mm-hmm. He will not be getting his shot now because he took his own advice and died. Okay, so what's the status of Joe Rogan in this whole mess? You read my mind. Rogan is an anti-vaxxer, sort of. Uh, again, it's not, it's not fair to call someone an anti-vaxxer without quoting exactly what they said. And uh, from my understanding, reading quotes, he said it's just not necessary for children and people who are low risk. Which overlooks the fact that a child passing around the disease could kill their grandmother. But let's set that aside for a minute. He's a $100 million podcaster. Spotify signed him. Uh, Then he got COVID and he did what lots of anti-vaxxers are doing. He took ivermectin. Now, Mr. Ed, can you tell me what ivermectin (laughs) is good for? Worms, Bob. <laughs> Deworming horses. Worms. But, but here's the thing, and I got to call out the uh, left-wing extremists. It's also approved for use in her- humans and Hermans in humans for certain things. It's not just a horse medicine. Right. It just makes a better meme to call it a horse medicine. Well, no, hold on. To be to be factually honest here, sure. Um, ivermectin actually won the 2015 Nobel Prize in medicine. Yeah. Uh, but it was not intended for COVID-19. Right. It has never been proven to be effective on COVID-19. It, it has never been proven used... to be ineffective either. Mr. Meme. Senator Meme, I've got a meme back at you. Um, it, and the problem is people who, uh, people who are self-medicating are using is that? A, are a, you a, speaking of the entire population of Earth when you say that seven billion people at one point in well, their lives? Will no, I say pe- people who are self people who go to the feed store and buy the sheep dip or the. And by the way, is it really available at Tractor Supply? <laughs> yes. Okay. It really uh, is. By the way, and, and, Ed Kelly, who is doing important voice work now, joins us in the middle of this discussion. Ed, how are you? Um, you've joined me in the middle of a salmon burger, Bob. <laughs> you just eat and join us whenever it feels comfortable. I hope you're. How's the, how's the sheep dip, Ed? <laughs> it's not bad. Sorry. It's, it's, it's okay. So anyway, back back to ivermectin. Um, it's actually approved for a human use, not for COVID. But heck, I took an unauthorized, I should say, a not recommended third dose, and now of course it's recommended. The other thing you should know is hydroxychloroquine is now working. Uh, New studies have shown that it is effective. Uh, Counterintuitively, they found that it's more effective uh, in treatment when it's used in a smaller dose. So I think we all have to admit, we don't know what ivermectin does or doesn't do. I know what efficacy is. What is efficacy? (laughs) That's how good it works. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So anyway. Effectiveness. So Joe Rogan took ivermectin. And, and by the way, he has the same reason as taking ivermectin as uh, a right-wing talk show host for being anti-vax because it gets his I'm a bigger audience, right? I mean, yeah, until, until it kills you, yeah. Yeah, but ivermectin hasn't killed. Well, <laughs> no, actually, there have but, been but some anti-vaxing people. has just more yeah. cars in the funeral, Bob. Yeah. More well, cars in the parade. <laughs> let's put it this way: um, 
who's your favorite stuntman and who's your favorite sports figure? They all take risks with their body, don't they, for money? That's for money. Yeah, for money. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, 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 see, I see the correlation, but... Well, I mean, is it a know, slippery slope if we outlaw? I don't, I don't, pay, I don't pay to watch. I don't pay to watch an athlete rip his knee in half. Sometimes, sometimes it happens when I watch. Accidentally, Joe he didn't intend for it. Yeah. Well, you know, these guys taking drugs to drink, taking ivermectin to make sure that their audience can trust what they say. I mean, that's is that the same thing? I mean, misleading should be illegal. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. I mean, okay. There'd be no politics. I don't wanna, you I do know we all made our here. living from advertising, right? Imagine there's no heaven. Now hold on. What kind I'm of government board is going to decide what's truthful or not? Is what I'm just saying. These are big, big, big issues. So uh, Rogan got COVID, of course. Uh, I think he's okay. He's back is, to podcasting, I believe, right? Yeah, so he wasn't hurt. And yeah. ivermectin is being, you know, it's really available at Tractor Supply without a prescription? Yes. Its primary use is veterinary. <laughs> but then again, so is the disease. It was zoo. Was it not originally diagnosed? Diagnosed? Was it not originally classified as a zoological disease? Which is why it came from bats. Sure, oh, but yeah, animal right? medicines stands to reason. Why not? More what kind of bat medicine can we get our hands on? <laughs> By the Robin, way, to the bat cave. Feel free to ridicule same me, but bat pills, same the, bat time. The fact that I can have some emergency ivermectin if I just go down to Tractor Supply four miles down the road is comforting. It's slightly tempting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the pressure of a migraine headache could be relieved with a gunshot to the head, thus aerating the brain. <laughs> I like ketamine, don't you? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, right-wing uh, talk radio hosts, <laughs> this columnist is saying they may be endangered because, uh, not because we don't want people to say stuff that isn't true. That's literally free speech. I'm sorry. It is. But because of the consequences might be that you could get sued for endangering people, as Spike has pointed out. And I say, let them sue, Bob. <laughs> It's Rush Limbaugh in heaven. Hi, Rush. How are you? I just want to say, for, for the record, for the record, Bob, Spike, and Zippy, I did not die from COVID. You did not. That's true. A great accomplishment for you. Yes. And I just want to put that on record. Sure. Or, and you didn't die from Oxycontin either. I'm sorry. Is it a line? Because <laughs> I quite what you're saying, Bob. <laughs> So, Rush Limbaugh, have all those other right-wing talk show hosts uh, had an audience with you now that they're in uh, whatever the place is that you're in? I'm going to... They're all in the same place, (laughs) wherever it is. You're getting the old band back together again. Yeah, have you... It's talk people's purgatory, just for your information, Mr. Uninformed. Sure. Well, that went over like a fart in church. Oh, I I, 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 I didn't know I needed to react. Conpurgatives, oh. I believe they call it. Yeah, yeah. Conpurgative, yes, thank yeah. you. If so, you're expecting me to pontificate on this issue, Bob, clearly at this stage in my, I would say, life, but it's an afterlife, I don't give a fiddler's <laughs> fart. Got it. Uh, did you get vaccinated, Rush? Did I get vaccinated? I, I'm holy. 
now. <laughs> He's got a hole in himself. <laughs> All right, you're not because you, I don't recall Rush Limbaugh ever publicly saying that he got vaccinated. Do you guys? I don't know why would I do that. Yeah. I can't piss my best friend Trump off. I mean, look what the guy did for me. He gave me a Congressional Medal of Honor for crying out loud, or whatever it was. That's a know. cool Medal of Honor. How did you <laughs> smuggle it into your luggage in the afterlife? Well, wait, 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 see, all, I don't know if you know this, Bob, but in the afterlife, all matter becomes vapor. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you take it with you. Your entire life turns into a proverbial fart. <laughs> By the way, this is more believable than most of what I learned in Catholic school. So I thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you. Thank you very Rush Poe go. up in heaven with all the Death by talk. cheap sound effect. Nah. <laughs> so what they're saying is, uh, and, and by the way, this is the way the whole vaccine um, and testing thing is going. If someone is liable, then the businesses are going to make the determination. Do we agree that's a good idea? Um, well, that's a conservative point of view. Let businesses call their own shots and control their own destiny. So has there been a reaction of, of uh, major management to that end since these deaths? Um, this is a inside media columnist who's saying they're weighing it out right now. And the FCC is concerned, too, uh, because they have licenses and have to serve the public interest. Oh, the public file. Yeah, the and they're file. and they're invested in by hedge funds and money, you know, money companies, which are interested in protecting their profits. Now, if it's profitable to lie, they will protect lying. <laughs> Case closed. Let's yeah. go get in here. <laughs> That's reassuring. Sure. Martinis, anybody? <laughs> yeah. Happy hour already. Woo! But that is. Oh. But come on, nice. that is you know. That's the way of the you world. know what the golden rule yeah, is? is. He who has the gold rules. Yeah. He who has the most gold rules. Yes. <laughs> and the old wow. thing about media that um, what's his name from the Doors said is, who owns the media controls the population. Mm -hmm. And then they hauled him away from New Haven in a oh, paddy wagon. That's right. Okay. Uh, on to something else. Uh, there's. A, I'm going to need an antidepressant by the end of this. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, okay. I just happen to have some if you want. <laughs> cool. um, because we're not uh, one-sided political, except when Spike's on a little bit, but <laughs> and when Joe's on or when Ed's on or when Zip is on. Zip's on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I do want to rag a little bit on Biden because I saw this story yesterday and it drove me nuts. The picture of Biden. Uh, uh, by the way, have you ever heard Biden speak for more than one sentence in a newscast? They always just take a clip that shows that he's not dead, basically. <sighs> and, you know, I, I just nothing gets involved. But and maybe that's the media. I don't know. But here's what uh, he said yesterday. Um, anyone who survived Hurricane Ida might qualify for a $500 FEMA payment. <laughs> but that'll, that'll help. Wow. So, and by the way, I don't want to just rag on old people because we're a little bit old, but Biden's so old, he remembers when $500 would buy a car. It meant something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to be. It did. Yeah. Yeah. The interest that's on your that's credit a new card. Scooter Baker for you folks yeah. out there. Right. <laughs> it must be the Austin Powers thing when the guy says one million dollars. Right. Everybody yeah, laughs. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Five 
hundred smackaroos. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't call them smackaroos. Yeah. My dad used to call them smackaroos. Uh, $500 checks. Here's how it would work. Uh, Show up with wet pants. And you'd have yeah. to apply. For- <laughs> Windblown hair. <laughs> <laughs> One time 500 oh. not per person, but per household. Okay. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And if you lost your, and by the way, uh, if you lost your house, yeah, well, <laughs> well, they show in the picture of you can get five hundred dollars. They show houses with the roof ripped off, right? And can you even get an estimate done for five hundred? I don't, I don't. No, what you can do is a lot, a lot of blue tarp. You can. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. seriously, that might cover like two square of a roof. Uh, water, food, first aid, prescriptions, infant formula, diapers, medical supplies, durable medical hygiene items, and gas for cars and truck are what they say this is intended for. In other words, life-sustaining needs. Basically, uh, we want to keep you alive for two weeks until the media leaves New Orleans. Well, <laughs> then guys, you'll be guys, guys, yeah. come on. There, there's, there's more federal relief for this disaster than there have been, than there ever was. This is a record amount of relief going to be spent on this storm. This is a massive storm. Yes. This is the, 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 the most wind that ever hit the Gulf Coast. It's, there's never it been is. a stronger 150 plus mile an hour hurricane o- hit the Gulf although Coast. Although they say the damage doesn't compare to con- Katrina. And in fact, where it did well, well, its worst damage is storm in, surge, right? Is in New York. Yeah, because well, Katrina, the, 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 the levee system of Katrina failed because of. The, the levee system in New Orleans failed because of Katrina. Hmm. Katrina didn't do more, as much damage as the failed levee system did. And the poor response that left people literally sh- sh- shatting in the Superdome, yeah. which is a great song nobody really got behind. Shatting in, 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 in the Superdome. Shatting in the Superdome. Shatting in the Superdome. But you're forgetting the upside. Like, like, you mean to smoke it in the boys' room? That song? Yeah. Shatting in the Superdome. Shatting in the Superdome. But Spike, you're missing the Everybody upside. Everybody knows that's shitting in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Property in the Treme is a bargain these days. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's because everybody lives in Houston now. Still yeah. a bad look for Biden just basically saying, here's $500 with your roof, roof ripped off. And it was, was all I was trying to say. I, I, well, but, the, but that's, that's people pouncing on him. It, it, mm. it, it doesn't look bad if you say, look, we're giving, we're giving um, relief in the way of medical supplies, food, they're gonna more more power poles were knocked over in Hurricane Ida than than in um, like right. oh, Sandy, um, Katrina, um, and th- like uh, they, some. I don't know. They rattle off five hurricanes. Yeah. More power poles were snapped in Ida than those five other hurricanes yeah. combined. Can I make something? That, can I say something that makes me sound insensitive? But I'm not really. I'm just playing a sure. part here. Sure. Yeah, because you are the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. So, um, every time I see one of these disasters, mm-hmm. it's and maybe instinctive, tribal, stupid of me, but I have this reaction of, why do you people live there? Why do you live at a flood zone? Why do you live where hurricanes? In, in other words. Uh, just as we fixed the levees. It's our family homestead, Mr. Rivers. Yes. Why don't we relocate those people? The donkey died. Ask Rob Barnett. <laughs> I don't think he was in a yeah. flood zone, his, per se. Yes, his, um, his home was flooded. That's why I'm saying in New Jersey oh. and New York, uh, people died in underground apartments that never would have considered flooding. So right. when climate change happens, and, and this is... If you believe scientists, 
and who knows, they're all on the take for yeah. solar panel companies. Sadly, but, but true. <laughs> if you believe them, then global warming is going to continue to displace human beings and civilizations in areas that used to be uh, habitable, and they're going to become unhabitable. What's our plan? If it's to give $500 a person, I'm sorry, Spike, but I, I, I think it's, it's virtue signaling. I think it's something. Bad-aid. But uh, it's like that pastor, you know, saying, we spent a year. We're going to get on it faster. That's what we came up with. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to spend a zillion dollars on tissues to handle the little muggers. Exactly. Little yeah. Or so, wipe their, way their, little, their little abused tears. What if we instead did like we did with the levees, stuff to prevent it from ever happening? Like we took the areas most at risk and we condemned them and we offered people a chance uh, to move someplace cool that's going to be okay oh, during oh, global. You're oh, talking about just, the whole coast. I mean, that's, that's just not sexy And you know what that does? That creates jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are the devil's advocate. <laughs> when you move everybody from New Orleans to Oklahoma, you have yeah. muddy gras. <laughs> and I can't wait to go wow. there for the. You know. So you don't sit there and <laughs> go it's like. Flat Tuesday, when, everybody. <laughs> when you see a tornado take out a trailer park for the hundredth time. You that don't think, true. you know, maybe we should l- take a lesson from the three little pigs and build these trailers out of concrete. <laughs> no, hey, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. You know, build, build back, build, you might want to build back better, one might say, you know, I don't know. Exactly. Mm. So it didn't used to see the problem was when, when we were growing up, and we're all relatively the same era, when we were growing up, you could count the number of disastrous hurricanes on one hand from our entire lifetimes. Um, and you really could. There were there were probably four or five mega hurricanes through throughout sure. like f- maybe for fifty years. I'm and not, it makes uh, a great I'm, song about the hurricanes. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not denying global warming. We're gonna clean up from the hurricanes. Do you know what the do you know what the counter argument to that is? Complain. What, what? <laughs> do you know what the counter argument to that is? What is it? Um, we didn't have as many people crowded into as many risky risky areas. So, and we didn't have news channels covering it twenty four seven. So, mm-hmm. there are stats that show that the storms haven't really increased that much. <laughs> no, there aren't. Yeah, there are. Come on. Oh, seriously. <laughs> really? Google it sometime. Here's the here's the thing I always do. Let's I Google see. Tucker everything. Tucker Carlson says. <laughs> okay. See? Oh, you're right. Look at that. Look at that meme thinking right there. So, did I, we have wildfire season back when we uh, were the kids? droughts are there's, worse? That's one thing where if you Google okay. it, it, there's no doubt that um, that droughts are getting worse. Storms not quite proven yet. Um, it certainly feels worse. We're less prepared. We have more people crowded into poor areas, so the cost is higher. Um, you know, I, I guess the point is, just like the, the archdiocese, Father Father Willie Dick Byrne, <laughs> shouldn't we concentrate on solving the problem instead of deciding who's to blame? Yeah. Way too logical. <laughs> and by the way, Boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does not yeah. get headlines. <laughs> no. Nope. Tune out. Let's solve the problem. Oh, I don't mm. want to watch that documentary. Oh, let's cut a ribbon somewhere and clap. Okay. How do uh, we have season two if we solve the problem? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
You need a cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, those houses in California will be cliffhangers pretty quick. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> See what he did there? <laughs> By the way, uh, I know someone in the uh, cancer business, an mm-hmm. oncologist, who has said if there was ever a cure for cancer, they'd have to sw- squash it. Mm-hmm. Because cancer medication is mega billions, trillion probably dollars of business. And if you could suddenly cure cancer, it would it would kill decimate. jobs. Uh, you decimate an industry. You would save people and kill jobs. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we were, and we're not faced with that actual reality, but imagine if you were like working for Pfizer or Merck or somebody, and you've come up with this thing in the lab and you go, holy shit, wow, and look, it's not patentable. It's just some herb that grows in New Jersey. Come with us. Throwing it out there, or even worse, Florida. Some little plant uh, that's super easy to reproduce, and there's no money in it because anybody can grow this plant and take a derivative from it, and cancer goes away in every single person. Congress would make that plant illegal. <laughs> uh, you know you're talking about pot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just checking to see if you guys have kept up since Reefer Madness hit the theaters in the 30s. Well, let's talk about pot because that's certainly more interesting than all of the serious stuff we're doing. Okay. Pot is like that. Pot, and I didn't never, I never thought pot had medicinal properties. I always thought that was like kind of a trick to get you know the camel's uh, toe under the door. Of the tent. It's actually, it's actually nose, but I like where you're going. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, in other words, I thought it was... Uh, Stick the camel toe under the tent. Boy, ooh, uh, uh. I used that about 10 years ago, by the way, Spike, so I'm glad you forgot it. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah. But, but it turns out uh, that in certain very measured doses for certain very specific uh, conditions. Yes. It's, it's a cure for nausea. It gets people to eat. It, um, it's re- an anti-inflammatory. It's yeah. an appetite stimulator. It's for, 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 yes, for yeah. people who are, yeah. And for those who enjoy it, it also gets you high. And my son was here uh, for two weeks. Wait, hang on a second, man. Yeah. I need a pen. <laughs> oh, go ahead, okay. man. Do it. Do it, man. Okay, get, get in there. Go, uh, step back here, Bob. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how big this is going to get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nausea. Got it. Nas. Nausea. N O Z E. Yo, Nausea. Yo, Okay, wicked bitch. What else? <laughs> wow. Are you rolling something? Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, I'm writing down like how I can beat cancer when it shows up, man. Oh, okay. Because I knew about the recreational part of it. I didn't know about no medicinal shit, man. Yeah. Now, now, to be clear, it makes you more comfortable. It does not cure cancer. Uh, hey, win-win, I say. <laughs> does not. <laughs> but... Um, it, it, for that, you should stop by uh, Tractor Supply and pick up some Ivermectin. Tractor Supply. I, I, I go or the what? <laughs> Not going to help you spell Ivermectin. I go or Mectin. Okay, man. Yo, just walk in there, stomp your foot four times and say, hello. And hey, don't... hey uh, is this Tractor Supply? Yeah, man. What do you need? <laughs> um, I, I Igor Mectin? No, no, that's Ivermectin, man. It's not the back chove. 
Oh, thank you, sir. I'll be back. Okay. So my son was here for two weeks, and um, <laughs> he, I, I don't know how much of this I should say. I mean, it's pot. Who cares anymore, right? <laughs> right, exactly. The word, the, the answer is none at okay. this point. I'll say none. <laughs> but he has his little uh, pre-rolls in a little case, mm-hmm. and in the evening, you know, much like uh, my wife would have a glass of wine. He goes out on the porch, and uh, I think he says a half a one. I have no idea how strong they are or what. After the back 40's been plowed and the cows are brought in from the field, Paul sits in his rocking chair and lights up a a fat pre-roll of infused spleef. Then God made a farmer. Then God made a farmer. Anyway, it was so weird for me because when I was a kid, you know, if I come home on a Friday night, I'd be sitting at the picture table and it would be like the Gestapo in Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. My dad would be like, do your eyes look red? <laughs> He's like four inches from your nose. Have yeah. you been smoking the pot? And, I mean, it was that evil. It was treated as if it was oh, the yeah, man. most yeah. evil thing. And I'm like... You know, I say the same thing to my son. I always said to them, I say, you know, I'm not per se against drugs because everybody, you know, whether it's an espresso or whatever, I just watch what kind of effect they have on you and how addicted you are to, and, you know, what they do to your, it's more about how they destroy your life in terms of time. Yes. Uh, or if you really uh, are addicted and abuse, you know, they might hurt your health, but. I, I mean, it's just like I haven't had a drink for uh, since 1989, 32 years, and I'm happy to buy my wife a bottle of wine because it just makes her a little easier to get along with. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, have you tried Have you tried Xanax in a pea shooter when she yawns, Bob? <laughs> I don't know if I could get that into okay. her. I have bad aim. <laughs> But anyway, in other words, it's it's all it's all cool, yeah. um, it's all fine. But but it feels weird because uh, you know, for me, it was a very traumatic experience, including, mm-hmm. and I told the story on his podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I was arrested for selling pot. Did I ever tell you that? I think I, I must have told that story to you, Spike. I don't know if I've ever heard that. I've heard this so, Bob, I didn't know you had an you know why you, record. You know why you never heard it? Because we were still suffering the, from the effects of reefer madness <laughs> until they legalized it, right? Yes. So have you not had that expunged? Um, it's funny you should ask that because the way I got reminded that I was arrested for pot mm-hmm. was once when I tried to go into Canada I shouldn't ah. say tried to go into Canada. I mean, I just got to the border, yeah. and um, I got off a float plane with you know a dozen people, and they went, "You, we want to talk to you in the back room." Oh boy! And it was after nine eleven, and they had digitized lots of old records. Yep. And you know they're like, I'm like, uh, that was what year was that? That was 1975. So we're talking 45 years ago? <laughs> yeah. America's about to celebrate her 200th birthday and you're selling pot, you commie hippie freak. Um, anyway, it was like it was like this weirdest thing that, you know, that's still in the government somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's still traumatic to even think about it. Uh, but I look at people and they seem to be enjoying themselves and I say the same thing. It's like, no, 
If you wish you could stop and you can't, it means you're addicted to whatever. It could, it yeah. could be video games or it could be whatever Spike is addicted to because well, he texted that, me uh, earlier that one today. Hit cl- that hit close to home, Bob. Yeah. That hit close to home. You texted me earlier today that you're becoming addicted to something. Yeah. I got an, I, no, I am addicted. It's, it's, I can't control myself. Okay. Quite honestly. Can we guess? Sure. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's Spike's statement. He texted to me earlier today. I have an addiction that is getting out of hand. Who wants to take this one? <laughs> Zip, you're clairvoyant. What is it? Uh, I, I don't know. I Netflix. cannot know. I, I, I believe I know the answer, so I'll let Ed and right. Zip have a crack at it, and then I'll just say it. I mean, I believe I've seen Spike in a back alley doing this. <laughs> uh, it's tweeting. It's social media debating people. Is that it, Spike? No, I wish it were. Oh, is it worse than that? Um, it, only because of the disappointed look on my family's face when I Ooh. Went, am weak again. And it's becoming a financial hardship, too. So. Uh, gambling. Ooh. Gambling? No, I wish it were. Sometimes <laughs> I wish win. it were. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh. those people actually come out ahead on a good weekend, you know? Okay. So this is something you're wasting money on. It. Yeah. Oh. It's like, and sometimes I, I don't even remember spending the money. Wow. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Uh, Online shopping. Ambient shopping on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> no, but you're getting closer. Okay. Hmm. Is it online shopping? Um. Not, Online not gaming, per, not no. per se. It's it's a certain. I'm addicted to a, a particular thing. Sometimes I find it online. Sometimes I find it in the street. Fentanyl. God, no. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Jesus, dude. Let's go, let's go back to abortion and politics. <laughs> yeah. Fentanyl. Ugh. Oh, I'm glad you're street. turned off by it, actually, because yeah. I, I don't know of any. Um, oh, you know, God, social. No. I, I know social drinkers. I don't know social heroin users. So fentanyl is probably no. Wait a second. I mean, I, As in legal online and black market in the street. Um. No. Now it's legal in the street too. It's I just, legal I, everywhere. I, I, I'm doing too much. I'm just doing. Oh, everything. vaping. God no. Ugh. No. Hmm. Um, you'll never get it, guys. I'm addicted okay. to pop. Let's. Uh, what is it? Oh, pop. sodas. Oh, nope. soda. Mm-hmm. Nope. Pop. Nope. Pop. Funko Pops. Little plastic statues. What? Are you familiar with the world of Funko Pops, Bob? I've got to look it up. I've got to Google it. No, I have no idea. F-U-N-C-O? F-U-N-K-O, Bob. God. Funko. Funko. Funko Industries. Fun Pops. Pops. Okay, I'm looking at these. Are you guys not familiar with these? No idea no. what they are. No, but see, you have daughters. And oh, that's where it started. That's where, that's, <laughs> where my, that's, that's where my beanie baby addiction started. You remember that? Uh, okay. I got it. I got it. Life, Bob. Funko Pop. It looks like a, 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 a. It looks like an icon of some sort. It's a doll. ACDC Angus Young. You must own that one. I got that one with the horns, and the collector set that has the ACDC Highway to Hell album in the in the background. <laughs> okay, now I get it. They're basically beanie babies for uh, old rockers. Well, no, they're for little kids. It started with my daughters. She was into Disney Funko Pop. Funko, by the way, is an industry 
that is based in here here in the northwest in Everett. Okay. There's a there's a museum and store at the factory location in Old Town, downtown Everett, Washington, uh-huh. north of Seattle. And it, and it started with me getting my daughter a little uh, Funko Pop for one of her favorite Disney princesses, Cinderella. Had a little Funko Pop I picked up. Right oh, now. so they're not all ACDC and Pearl Jam, because those oh. are the ones I assume you would have. Do you, you do have the Pearl Jam one, right? Uh, it's actually, I pre-bought that one, the five-pack of all five members <laughs> of the band. <laughs> It'll now, be delivered this fall. Do you have the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one? That's cute. I do have, I do have RBG. <laughs> I literally, I know what to get you for Christmas now. There you go. Uh, Except uh, I got to well, find well, one be, you don't be, have. You have the Jimmy Hendrix one. Be careful there. Be, um, no, the Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix one isn't out yet. The, uh, the the blue Hawaii jacket Jimi Hendrix isn't out yet. There's a Jimi Hendrix that is uh, over a flaming guitar. Okay. That's a collector's item. Let's describe what these look like because um, they're unusual. Um, they're dolls. Spike is playing with dolls. They're, they're, they're like little action figures almost. They're about four inches tall, five inches but, tall. But in a um, bobblehead sort of way, yes. the heads are five times life size. Yes. Little tiny bodies under right. great big heads. And they're all, the head's huge plastic head with almost an emoticon type feel to it. Yes. With big, big round eyes. Right. Do you have Albert Einstein? I don't have Einstein yet, Bob. Good call. Good call. I would like that one. I do have Da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. Right. How about Colonel well, Sanders? Well, so let me tell you, let me tell you Colonel Sanders for me. one's pretty hit. All right, go ahead. I got, I got Colonel Sanders. I can't believe it. I, I have over 100 now, Bob. Guy Fieri? And about 10 bucks a piece. I'm just trying to guess which one. No, Guy, because Guy Fieri copped my look. He can bite my bite my cheese, that guy. <laughs> he looks like I'd had that. I had that look way before he did. Fat, yeah, chubby guy with a goatee and spiky hair. You bet <laughs> yeah. I did. All right. Now that you mention it. All right, so tell I me how this- I had a local version. Your wife is upset because you can't, like- I've watched you. You're you've become very conservative with money since every, the big radio show. Every went away. day, yes, yeah. it really has. So, so, so when a box, when when a certain size box shows up <laughs> out front, that's mm-hmm. a Funko size box, and she knows it is. You know, yeah. she knows what it is when the when the Amazon man drops it off. Right. For me, you know, I was buying these for my daughter, and she had make a half dozen of them: Lilo and Stitch, her favorite thing, you know, or whatever, or, or, or Disney princesses, whatnot. And one day I saw one that I just like, I'm like, that is cool. I'm going to, I'm going to buy that one for me. I'll never forget my first one. It this was is Hannibal just Lecter. like drugs, by the way. It is. Because when you're buying it, it doesn't occur to you that when you wake up the next morning, it's no good to you anymore. Wrappers <laughs> on the, wrappers on the floor, sure. you know, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, the first one I bought was Hannibal Lecter from the movie, um, Silence of the Lambs. I'm having an old friend for dinner. But they had a Funko Pop of Hannibal literally tied to the hand truck with the mask on. How cool is that? <laughs> right? How cool is that? So, uh, I, I know I can't talk an addict out of something. In fact, I know that I'm just here to listen and support you. <laughs> but um, you do know that a picture of it is just as cool as holding the real thing. But they adorn my office, Bob. They're all over the walls of my office here at home. Uh-huh. They're they're on the they're actually now there's a whole shelf full at my office at work. Is it the work in Portland? Around. Yes, it is, and they're kind of worried about me too. <laughs> you can't blame them. You know what? I'm looking at the Marilyn Monroe one. There's only like that's I, that's I, a great one. I that's think one, I could Bob. limit myself up. to only a dozen. I thought. Did that you too, say Bob. that? Yeah. I did. Well, I, only ones that were special to me. I said, "You know, I'll get I'll get the Angus Young playing guitar with the little horn hat on. That's sure. cool, right? Right. 
you know, got to have that one. I, I started with Hannibal Lecter, you know. Then I get, of course, I get Edgar Allan Poe with the Raven because I'm from Baltimore. Of course, you right? have to get every. Sure, so, yeah. In other words, then I get the three. Then I get the three pop set of the Police, all three of them. By the way, right? they're inexpensive too. Uh, it looks like anywhere between nine ninety nine and about fifteen dollars. Is that That's right? That's how they get you. That's right. about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some of the some of the more collector ones you pay a little more for, like Captain Kirk sitting in his chair. I got that one. <laughs> Is this because had they had one. to license his image? <laughs> they must have made no, it's a, beca- it's, it must have it's made a different licensing uh, deal with, with each company, right? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, you know who there's not a pop of today? No, Bruce Springsteen. Ah. Hmm. You know, there are seven different Tom Hanks pops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any Neil Young? Because he doesn't I like to seen sell. Any, I haven't seen any of yeah. I've got a Johnny Cash playing guitar. How about David Crosby? Got, he just sold his whole catalog. You better believe <laughs> it. Crosby's still snatching I've, younger there. I've got three different Elvises. Wow. I've got Jailhouse Rock Elvis, 68 Comeback Elvis, and Blue Hawaiian. <laughs> he you has the Elvi collection. Wow. I have all four guys from Caddyshack, Bill Murray, <laughs> Chevy do have, Chase. Do you have the Audrey True from Little Shop of Horrors? I, no, the the plant. I don't have the plant from Little Shoppers. See, that one to me doesn't really speak to me that much. I like Little Shoppers. Feed me. I've, I've got I've got Freddie Mercury in the in the in the the crown and robe. Wow. You know, I didn't I didn't buy the four members of Queen. I just bought Freddie Mercury. Just Freddie. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you were being good that day. Are they made in China. Um, I don't. Let me see. Uh, let me grab one of them. Where do you think they're new, made, Spike? Let me, gr- let me <laughs> grab one in, in, in uh, Bellevue somewhere. Bought. Yeah. My concern, Bob, is you might get Freddie Mercury poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are made in China. They are made in China. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, I I did just get uh, Jack Torrance. For you out there, folks who aren't familiar, that's Jack Nicholson's role in The Shining. He's holding an axe and he's blue from freezing to death. Okay. It's can, awesome. can I say? Can I say something? I want to nip this, uh, but I, I'm worried that you can't handle the truth. But, no, I can't handle the truth, Bob. Come on. But this does have to stop. Yeah. Because retail therapy. I know. Where does it go? What do you? I mean, where do you like? So when I bought the so yeah. when I bought the little orca boat from jaws with quint in the jaw in the shark's mouth that these mm-hmm. people made about that one that one's amazing it's quint in the jaws of the shark on the yeah. boat itself bob how okay. cool is that yeah it's um you know what pretty cool huh? what? i'm getting tired can we talk about uh something more <laughs> when controversial I was, when i said it was an addiction i wasn't kidding no it is yeah. so uh look is there some part of you this would be joe i don't think it's you is there some part of you that thinks they will somehow go up in value no, no, they're just for my personal enjoyment. Uh, yeah, right. They're, they're, they're a tribute of what is important to me. Got it. You know? I, it's only by the important to me. <laughs> well, you but know what? shit isn't free. How much do you think you've spent so far? How many do you have? Let's, let's I've got over a hundred. I've got oh over a hundred and ten bucks. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Clump, some of them are fifteen. See, are yeah. your final burial expenses covered? <laughs> <laughs> So you have about fifteen hundred bucks into it over how long really, of a period of yeah. time? If that's over, it's been it's it's been a couple years. Um, then that's that. You know what? It's seven or eight hundred bucks a year. Yesterday, and, a box showed up with six in them, and I forgot I bought. How's that? Is that ooh, bad? That's bad. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was all, all the bad. members of the. 
That was Hamilton. That was the three the, sisters from Hamilton. Does Melissa? Um, does Melissa? George open Washington, them? Aaron Burr, and Alexander Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> Melissa stole my evil Knievel, by the way. <laughs> she she liked it so much she stole it. Someone who risked his life for money, just to call right. back to earlier, put himself in danger. Yeah, Stuck I know I gotta stop. I know I gotta stop. Okay. Uh, what's your plan? Not stopping anytime soon. <laughs> 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 At least he knows. Wonderful. That's funny. All right. Um, couple, couple more quick things. Um, let's see. What have I got here that we didn't get to? Oh, interesting graph today. Um, it also had a picture of uh, President Biden on it. It was on a story on CBS News. A study uh, of the minimum wage... Uh, which has really stayed at seven twenty-five an hour for the last twelve years, shows that if the minimum wage today, adjusted for inflation, were the same as it was in nineteen thirty-eight, instead of seven twenty-five an hour, what do you think the minimum wage would be? Everybody, take a shot at it. Zip. Don't look. Don't peek. No, no, no. I rephrase it. <laughs> <laughs> so the minimum wage uh, was first adopted in 1938. Okay. Today is at a 7.25 an hour. If okay. it were exactly the same in buying power as it was in 1938, let me look and see what it was. In 1938, it was $4.86 an hour, believe it or not. Uh, that's the real minimum wage in 2021 dollars. So in other words... oh. The real, uh, this is kind of a clue. The real minimum wage in 1938 was $4.86 in today's buying power. Although I don't know how you make that up because what Jesus, did an iPhone yeah. 12 cost in 1938? <laughs> <laughs> well, first it was the time machine, yeah. which is a hell of an initial investment. Yeah. But anyway, Agreed. Uh, <laughs> adjusting for inflation, the minimum wage was 1261 in 1968. And by the way, that's the last time it went up ever since 1968. The minimum wage adjusted for inflation has only gone down. Mm. Take a guess what it should be if the intentions of the, not our founding fathers, but our 1938 idea <sighs> were the same today. What would the minimum that, wage That's be? an FDR move, right? Uh, I don't part, have part of the big part of the big social social. So I have this net. horrible habit of not making up shit. I don't know. Hang on a second. Twenty two fifty. I'd say steeper than that. Go, go ahead, Zip. You're close. I don't. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty five. Okay. I was gonna say seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was. I was. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, somewhere it did say which president it was, but I'm not going to uh, scan the article fast well, enough. Well, if it was 38, it had to be FDR. He was president from 28 to 45. Uh, Spike, you know your history growing up in, uh, you know, one of the original 13 colonies. If it were... Number seven, by the way, Maryland, number seven. Coming in number, coming in number right. seven. Do you know what Vermont the was, by the Old way? Old line state I want, Bonus points if Vermont? you know what Vermont was. I'm going to guess four. It was not one of the original 13. Vermont? Vermont, Vermont was fourteen. Vermont, oh, wow. uh, local people the sometimes first one in late, huh? Call wow. it the People's Republic of Vermont because we didn't <laughs> we didn't join in uh, immediately. Uh, wow, and, uh, I didn't realize. Right Vermont. across the street from where Lisa and I had our wedding reception is a thing called the Constitution House, 
where Vermont voted its own government and then voted a year or two later to be in the United States. I have been. Okay, sidebar. $25.95 is the correct minimum wage today if we kept it rising with inflation. Eh, so I missed by two fifty. It's <laughs> close. So what do we think of that? I have a very strong opinion, uh, so I'll save mine for last. You're all breathing. One of you's got to speak. Should the minimum wage be $25.95? Call it 26 No. No? No. No. Why? Because it would be it would cripple businesses. People couldn't afford to hire. That they say that, and it's never true. I agree with that. Uh, Zip, what do you say? Seems steep to me. I will, you know. Well, it's a sudden bucks. increase to what it should have been all along. I agree. Right. Here's 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 That's what like I Tom hear. Hanks By the way, big one morning you wake up in the morning, you're 28 years old, right? That's not good. When I hear progressives go, "Oh my gosh, no, we can't be that fair," um, here's what I hear. I like getting a Big Mac for $4. I like all the cheap stuff I can buy because of the slaves that live right here in my own country. I'm not willing to pay what stuff really costs if we treat people fairly. Can we bring those little English children back again? They were so easily managed. (laughs) Please, sir, can I walk some more? In other words, the same uh, lack of compassion we have for the Chinese people who make our iPhones and the Guatemalans who make our garments... We have that same lack of compassion for people we don't have to think about who work in those low-paying jobs. And it ha- has, it, has it not also been shown that when the minimum wage goes up, it floats all boats? Um, I don't know if anything's been shown because every study, you know... Is skewed. Is skewed to some extent. I just know from a morality point of view, and of course I have a few bucks, so it's easy for me to have morality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can afford it. Yes. <laughs> but, but inflation but, numbers in general are not a level playing field, correct? Well, nothing is a level playing field because it all, we're all individual people. So good point. But if we made the minimum wage follow the cost of living and we made that law, then we would have to pay what it really costs to live in the United States of America. I'll put some fife and drum music under that later. I mean, shouldn't we pay what it really costs? Well, I would certainly love a Marxist. (laughs) Sure, yeah. yeah. We love our cheap stuff, don't we? Whether it comes from China or or right here. Don't they always spill that stat out, you know, in in Finland or, or Denmark or wherever it is, some country... You know, the, where minimum wage really is $22 and they get six weeks of paid vacation and a year, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Then Big Mac is still $4.50. Look, we started the podcast talking about how riled up everybody is and how unhappy everybody is and how angry everybody is. And, you know, this would... Be, and by the way, even you socialists are not for this. Because <laughs> this would be, you know... Let's put it this way. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Are you are you talking to me? The Robert E. Lee statue came down the other day, right? But I do believe that there's uh, forces in our DNA that want slavery back. And oh, God, yeah. Well, and they're not because, not because of the cotton crop. No. And, 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 you know, if you work at an Amazon warehouse... Um, how much meaning is there in your life? 
I mean, I know the logo looks like a smile. <laughs> or a penis, depending on your... Depending on your so, anyway. Okay, there's, there's a pill for that. If, if your Winky's doing that swoopy thing, <laughs> sure. I saw it on TV, I saw the ad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just a planner, fancy or something like Ma- that. Mine did that. <laughs> it, it, it's like a divining rod. It points at the one at once. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. $26 an hour. I, I'm, by the way, I know people in... You know, work in factories. I, I know people who make that because you can't hire people without paying them that. Right. And when I uh, uh, the all the unemployment benefits just expired that extra three hundred bucks. But there was some research that said even in the states that did away with that in the summer, employment didn't race back. It wasn't caused by being given free money. There's a portion of the population, and I think that portion will get bigger and bigger, that just refuses. To take a crap job, <coughs> yep. And um, you know, some of the people aren't taking their jobs because they need daycare, because they, they right. That's yeah. that's a huge part of it. That's a huge you know, part. It, huge know. meaning a number I can't really put a number on, but I'm going to call it huge. Huge. <laughs> so, all right. Twenty six bucks. I'm in. Who else is in? If it helps America, I'm in. I'm in. I could use a raise. Sure. Zip. Yeah. We'll yeah. Go for it. All right, let's see how oh, we money. let's see how we do with Tucker Carlson. Let's all go over his house. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want that, just go to Canada. Everything costs like everything's sure. twenty six dollars. All right. Uh, lastly, for me today, anyway, um, I want to promote, and, and, and everybody can do this if they like. I want to talk about a show that Lisa and I are binge watching, hmm. and it's in its final season. And it's on Netflix, which means you can watch all five seasons. Wow. Yeah. If you're looking something to take your mind off Funko buying, this might be <laughs> just it. As long as there are any commercials, then I'm okay. And I'm going to guess that none of you have seen this for the reason uh, that it's, it's done in subtitles. However, it won Best Drama at the International Emmy Awards. It's got six Irish wins, and I don't know what those are. Um, the The dubbing is kind of bad, but it doesn't matter. It's a it's a a story about human nature, and uh, like I said, we got used to the subtitles, and Lisa and I are in the final season. Anybody know what series I might be talking about? Hmm. Dairy Girls? Nope. Oh. It's, it's called it's Irish. called Money Heist. Yes. Have you yeah, yeah. have you seen it, Ed? It's on Netflix. I, I saw only the trailer. Okay. I actually I did did I watch one? I never remember after twelve. <laughs> so it's a crime <laughs> it's a crime drama and it starts with eight thieves taking hostages, locking themselves in the royal mint of Spain as a criminal mastermind manipulates the police to carry out his plan. Wow. And in some ways, it's a little childish. I mean, the people do stupid things, and you go, don't do that. That's really stupid. Uh, like a horror movie, in a sense. Yeah. But in some ways, it's like Breaking Bad. Because the people are basically good, and they believe that you know life is stacked against them. And they become enthralled with the uh, rush of adrenaline. That and, and by the way, they're, they attempt to be pacifists. Spoiler alert: it's really difficult. <laughs> 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 but uh, who is that? Um, 
who's that martial arts guy, the really famous one who is always trying not to kill people? Charlie Jackie Chan. Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Char- did you say Charlie Chan? Chan. <laughs> I knew it was a Chan. Close enough. Charlie Chan. Wow. I need coffee. Honey. <laughs> it's Breaking Bad if it were dubbed in Spanish, in a sense, uh, yeah. because some of the people are good. And I don't want to give too much away, but we're on a final season, and if you're looking for something to binge watch, hmm. uh, I, will, I will give one thing away. Part, to the next color at Too Far Age, yeah. 505. Part of the uh, philosophy of this that I enjoy is that the mastermind uses the forces stacked against him to trick themselves. In other words, he anticipates every move and has a plan for everything that could go wrong. So the police follow protocols. He knows what those protocols are, and he's prepared for them. Which might come in handy if I ever want to, you know, that go in that line of work. Probably not. That window has closed. Uh, it's called The Money Heist. It's on Netflix. Anybody else want to plug something? Hmm. Uh, anybody wants to become a Patreon and get uh, somebody to answer their phone who's famous but not them, please support our show. Oh, okay. A plug for Patreon. Thank you. Um, there's a surprise uh, for you two guys in that um, I've paid the bills and there's a little bit of money building up in the account, and I'm gonna I'm gonna PayPal you some some little bit of money. Don't spend it all at the same Ronald McDonald establishment. Don't don't order don't order venti. Is what he's Funkos. telling you. Yes. Don't, or, don't don't dream of a or venti. don't develop a, 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 a what call a Funko addiction. Pop hat, yeah. Because you'll you'll blow through it really quickly. But thank you to our Patreons. Uh, Amen. Do our thing. Uh, anything else? Uh, Zip, you binge watching anything? Uh, you know, I haven't been. I have been listening to uh, Talking Sopranos podcast. However, with, wow, uh, the guy that yeah. guy that played uh, Christopher Bobby. Uh, oh, oh, yes. oh, Chris Maldasante. Yeah, yeah, it? those two, uh, Michael and Is it a good and, podcast yeah. after you've seen the Sopranos? It is. It is. It gets a little self serving. Especially Bobby is, he's not too far from the character he played. Uh, Bobby Bacco, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's uh, pretty self-absorbed. And but it's Paulie good. Walnuts drives me nuts. <laughs> it is, it is interesting. Well, and it of is. course the Sopranos prequel is coming out, and I'm sure you and Spike are looking at Drug my son, or you wake up dead. Very much forward to that. Saints in Newark, yeah, you yeah. bet, man. It looks good. It is good? It looks good. I don't know, it's not out yet. It looks good. Okay. I have good. been uh, listening to podcasts that my son recommended to me, including one called Tuesdays with Stories. I mentioned that last week with um, you guys, but it got edited out because we were out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really rude podcast that sounds like an old radio morning show if they had could say all the words that could be said on Showtime and HBO. If the zoo format were still around. It's a zoo format of shock jocks. There are two comics, Mark Norman and Joe List. I'll give you an example of one joke they quoted. Uh, One of them goes, and he was quoting this joke. I don't think he wrote it. He said, I finally came out to my parents as a necrophiliac. I only wished I'd done it while they were alive. You told that last week. I told that last week, and it's no better this week than it was. Last week. It's <laughs> I still, love that joke. It's still it's a great joke. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just I feel like I need a shower after that joke. 
Well, uh, you know, Silkwood. You're assuming things about that story. You know, um, he might have he might have not acted on it, but he might have said it. (laughs) Anyway, you get it. It's a joke, of course. Sure. And uh, and I did after (laughs) hanging with my son. I did go see two of his shows. I became a stalker. I have to give a plug a plug to the comedian he's touring with. If you're not familiar with Steve Hofstetter. He's an A-list act now. Wow. I mean, he's going places. He's not quite Larry the Cable Guy yet in terms of money. But, that, but then neither is Larry anymore. I was no. going to say, I've heard his podcast. He's not exactly yeah. A-list either now. Uh, but he is on, he's on his way up. He's anti-Joe Rogan and anti-Larry, too. They've, they've hassled each other. His fame on YouTube is from heckling hecklers. Mm-hmm. And I believe he has two or 300 million views. Wow. About ten times as many as Andrew. Wow! And uh, but the real nice thing about him is his show is a real serious, kind-hearted talk that happens to be funny. <laughs> and the show he's doing now is going to be a special. So if you get a chance to see him, uh, it's all about his dad, his relationship with his dad, and uh, and Andrew opening up for him it was stellar. The best I've ever seen him. Wow. Uh, nice to the point where I mean he's my son and you know I'm I tend to be I want to coach I want to be critical I want to you know no you could do this instead of that and, and you had nothing after the last show, well I saw them in Burlington mm-hmm. and there was one bit he does that I I I, I actually said you were phenomenal I'd lose the um, blank which bit, bit was it yeah uh, the bit about the girl he dated from the Bachelorette. And I, I, I was only saying, eh, that's over. You don't need her fame. You're really good without it. So I said that. And then two days later, we drove to see him in Albany, New York. And he didn't do that bit. So, and all the other material oh. was just so good. Hmm. I don't even want to give any of it away because you, you should see Andrew. Yeah. yeah. He's, Did uh, you go to Toes to see the show in New Haven or no? I didn't. That night we were doing our podcast, and I was teaching a podcasting class. Yeah, I was on at class. the nonprofit break. Almost. Yeah. So, uh, but but seriously, I would if I had no life, I would follow them on the road because <laughs> the second or third time I hear the act, I get even you know more layers to it. Um, he's got a good thing going, and uh, Steve Hofstetter has also bought a church and is converting it to a nonprofit nurturing home for young comedians to teach them the craft and wow. give them Where? a place to work out of. Yeah. Where? Uh, it's in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. He chose Pittsburgh because it was cheap and because it was within driving distance of 18 major comedy markets. Wow. So young comedians will get a scholarship, go there. Elaine Boozler, I believe, is one of on his board of directors. And, and he Elaine. chose an old church and young boys because... <laughs> <laughs> By the I'm way, a lot of you know, that joke, there. it's a great joke, but a lot of the comics coming up are young girls now. It's never been harder to be a white boy trying to be a comic uh, because, you know, it's all, there's a huge emphasis on female it, comics. So uh, It's never been harder to be a white guy doing anything than, than today, Bob. Well, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, and uh, he, the name of his charity is the Steel City Arts Foundation. Oh, nice. Like and his T-shirt is Steel City AF. And he says, yes, I know what AF stands for. I wrote the joke. 
I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, me neither. Finally came out to my parents. Politically incorrect as Yes. That's our uh that's our podcast for today. Thank you very much for listening. Patreon.com slash Bob Rivers if you want to throw something in the tip jar and uh in honor of the Catholic Church. It's all between ourselves. Son, I am Father Gagan. What might your name be? I'm Bubba. Oh, Bubba. That's quite a nice name. You're a big fella, aren't you? Oh, Lord, have mercy. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. <laughs> <laughs>